thank you so much and uh, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I am the International Secretary of the Communist Party of Swaziland. Um, I am currently personally, I am, I'm currently exiled in, in, in South Africa since 2010 when I was a student activist at that time. So right now I am the International Secretary of the Communist Party of Swaziland. And what we do, we try to organize the international solidarity for the struggle of Swaziland, but also we find ways, as we fight in our struggle, we also find ways to try and pledge and offer solidarity to other struggling people of the world including struggles uh, against the uh, Israeli apartheid on the Palestine people. So we support the Palestine people and the people of Western Sahara. And uh, of course, the people of Cuba against imperialist aggression. So these days we are building a great deal in our movement inside the country in terms of our various campaigns for democracy. Excellent. Thanks so much, comrade. And I'd like to talk about the newest phase of the struggle. Uh, we've talked on this program before about about the Swazi struggle and about the movement against King Mswati's neo-colonial regime. And as of November 11th, there have been some developments in the country. Uh, many people who may follow this issue closely have seen that a police precinct was burned to the ground. Um, the police fired and, and injured students who were protesting. So what information can you tell us about what's been happening in the country since uh, November of this year? And is it a sign that the, the uprising is is increasing, is beginning again? Yes, um, uh, largely, if you look at the, what's happening, it's largely, largely centered around uh, attacks on the working class in general. And of course, the youth, it continues to be a major target for the regime in Swaziland. And that's basically what they have always tried to do even in the past, to try and crush youth activism. And the student's role is a very crucial role, especially as led by the Swaziland National Union of Students in its various branches, but also uh, nationally. And this is where you see the true character of the regime. And, and moving towards the celebration or the commemoration of Black Wednesday at the University of Swaziland. Black Wednesday uh, is commemorated every year from 1990. Uh, in 1990, on 14 November, the, the regime unleashed the army on protesting students. Uh, for some 400 of them were heavily injured and four of them were reported death, dead, mm. killed by the, the army and the police. So students uh, every year at the University of Southern commemorate that night, but also those activities are always joined by the students at large and other political activists. So we have had those attacks on the students uh, from the police, but also in the 
transport sector, we have seen how the police, uh, basically the, the regime has brutalized the transport transport workers. And there's always been this problem, but it is heightening now where the regime using especially its magistrate courts, how they issue hefty fines and very high bail money for transport workers. And in the transport sector, again, you you find that the majority of uh, the the workers there are youth or young people. And there again, the regime always wants to suppress them in various ways. Um, yeah, it could be arbitrary fines affected uh, by the police or in in the court system. And throughout November, in the transport sector, they've been really fighting to have their rights, but also for democracy. And the 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 what has developed over the over time is that the demands across the working class now they are no longer limited to just um, sort of bread and butter issues, but now the demands have become more political as consciousness uh, kept developing. The Communist Party has has been with the the transport union, marching and picketing to various companies in Swaziland, um, fighting for for the rights of truck drivers. And in that sector, the transport sector, um, there's very wide violation of, of workers' rights in that sector. And the government often just turns a, a blind eye. The workers are overworked, underpaid, and arbitrarily uh, suspended or, or expelled from their companies. So the Communist Party has built a strong relationship with uh, the tra transport workers, including with their union, the Swaziland uh, Transport Communication and Worker and Allied Workers Union, SWATKAW. And of course, there's been also uh, security, private security workers from various companies, uh, security companies across Swaziland. And that is another unregulated sector where workers are overworked for, for so many hours each day. Workers have to uh, present themselves to sell their labor power to the employers. And these security companies are making lots of money because they are serving various institutions where they make a lot of money, but the workers themselves uh, are earning poverty wages. Sometimes they can go for some months without payment. Sometimes their payments get, get, get reduced arbitrarily so. And again, it is again the problem of uh, arbitrary dis disciplinary proceedings against workers simply just to push them off if they feel that they have to pay them more. So the Communist Party again has been with security workers um, in protesting, uh, demanding uh, their rights. So even in that 
aspect, you will see that the, the demands uh, as consciousness uh, deepens and broadens, the demands are becoming more and more political. People are now saying our problems here are not going to be solved by this government. They can see that now. They appreciate that fact. And so that's why the Democracy Now! campaign, which the Communist Party has been spearheading since 2019, has gained ground across the country and across different sectors. So people now are calling for democracy. Thanks so much, comrade. And thanks for a summary of what's been going on recently. And what has been the reaction of, of Mswati's regime? There was also seemingly some updates that the the royal family was under attack in some instances. So I wonder if, if there's any update on that of how the police and the regime reacted to these mobilizations. Yes. Um, what has been happening again is that because now the people can see where the the root of the oppression is, uh, there has been some attacks on the chiefs, especially, but particularly those who are actively involved in suppressing the people. So in some of those uh, policies, there has been some attacks and the regime has responded with, vic with viciousness. Um, because they do not know who exactly they have to go against, but what they have been doing is a witch hunt. So they always go now going on on a witch hunt just in search of anybody that they would think they would arrest. So they have arrested some of uh, the young activists. Uh, some of them were arrested just a few days ago and uh, charged with all the things that have been happening because there's been some shootings of police and other security forces, members of the security forces and attacks on various uh, police stations and some of the institutions of the government and their businesses that, that are linked to the monarchy. So the regime, what it is doing now, it is just piling everything that has happened on anyone that they get to arrest. And because their situation is such that the judiciary itself is literally controlled by uh, the monarchy, they owe due allegiance to the monarchy and not the people, not even to the law. So the law does not matter in this instance for the regime because all they want is to take, to arrest uh, this activists, place them before the law and just convict them arbitrarily. Or what they would do is that they prolong your stay in in, in, in prison and without, without trial. And you could spend many, many years there without any trial, which literally means you've already been convicted without your rights uh, having been regarded to. And of course, uh, when they arrest these young comrades, especially, they torture them, they, they, they force them to confess to crimes because they are desperate. They're desperate. It's a, it's a typical approach of a, a regime that is desperate to cling to power. And that's what they've been doing of, in, in terms of reacting to 
the pressures they have been facing, not just inside Swaziland, but, but also internationally, they have been facing pressures to resolve the, the, the crisis in Swaziland.